0: The real estate biz is drastically changing, and modern real estate success can't be learned in some old course manual. This is everything they never told you about real estate, where industry leaders expose secrets to success, contemporary lead generation, and how to dominate social media, all moderated by your host, the real estate goat and queen of social media, Carrie Sove. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm your host, Carrie, and I am joined with Susanna Mizek, who has been a realtor for 15 years, and she is currently working with HomeLife Simmerman Realty out of Toronto, so she's a Toronto agent. And what most of you don't know is that Susanna is one of my oldest and best friends. Susanna and I have been friends for... I'm not going to say how long, but I'm going to say that we were 17 years old when we became friends. <laughs> and
1: <Yeah.
0: laughs> I know, right? I wanted to have Susanna on today because, first of all, she has extensive experience in real estate. Obviously, she's had her license for quite a long time, just like myself. Uh, she's also, she does a lot of different types of real estate, but she also does a lot of luxury. So I wanted to talk to her a little bit about the luxury market and just kind of get a feel of what's going on in Toronto. So thank you so much, Zoo, for coming on. I'm really excited to have you finally. 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 Yeah, you guys, it took me like, uh, what, two months to get this girl on my podcast. So I'm so happy that she's finally joining me. And uh, I'd also like to talk a little bit about social media, because for those of you that don't know, and I'm sure you all know Susanna, she has quite the Instagram following. What are you up to now on Instagram for followers?
1: First of all, Carrie, thank you so much for taking the time to do this podcast. It's always nice to see. We don't see each other as much as we should. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk every day, which is great. But uh, I really appreciate your time, and uh, you've had some amazing guests on, and I want to congratulate you on the success of the podcast. It's great, and I'm honored to be here, so thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: And uh followers, yes, Instagram, I think it's 17,000 now. It's uh, all organic, which uh, I'm really um, proud of because... If that's what you want in real estate, you know, I don't care if I'm if I'm hitting people from the States or from Europe, I, I want it to be geo-localized geo and, um, you know, I do a lot of business in the West End, West Toronto, Mississauga, Oklahoma, Burlington, that's kind of my niche, that's where I like to stay close to home. I don't mind driving hour or two hours for a listing, but it's nice to stay close to home because... I get to know the market, the new developments, the schools, what's going on in these areas, the restaurants, where to go and where to buy, um, you know, the deals because I know a ton of local agents. So it's good to have those relationships because we come across, um, uh, we come across, um, uh, exclusive listings. Yeah. And, uh, that way we can, we can um, forward those to our clients and they're happy because they, they have a product that no one sees. Right. So they can yeah. just jump on it and they're the first to know. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. So it's good to have the, the social media in our business. And uh, I think, you know, buying followers is a mistake. Um, it doesn't really do anything for you. If you want to generate leads through social media, and I think that's that's why I'm using social media, is obviously to connect with family, friends. and But my main goal is to service my clients and to expose mm-hmm. my listings and uh, also to see what's on the market from other agents. So you, utilizing it properly is, is the key because you can get swerved off very easily.
0: <laughs> I know it can be really distracting. I also find that it's really yeah. important to um, be careful of what kind of content and who you're following as well. So, uh, I, I try to be, I have the fun accounts that I follow like broke agent media because I love sharing the jokes and stuff like that. But at the same time, I, I want to follow what I'm interested in and like more like growth counts. And I know you feel the same way. So Susanna is actually, um, she has a very unique brand and a very, what I feel like is a unique personality for a realtor. Um, in this business, you know, you hunt, you kill, you know, you, you eat what you hunt and kill. And this is, you know, the, the environment and the atmosphere is very hustle mode and very aggressive. And Susanna is. One of the only agents that I know that is very successful, but also has a very calming spirit, a very nurturing spirit, um, the, very, you know, what comes to me is supposed to come to me very spiritual, and it's it's very rare to have such a calm personality when you're doing a deal. <laughs> so
1: been like this, let's just get that straight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know we were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: another podcast on its
0: <laughs> I know. So um Susan tell me a little bit about your brand, like your whole holistic approach and your whole mindset when it comes to your personal life and your professional life. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for the introduction. So this didn't come overnight. I worked on myself over the past you know, 10 years, really, really dove into self-development. And uh, um, like you said, I've been in the business for 15 years. The first five years, I was very lost. I didn't know who I was. I didn't really know what my niche was. Where was I going? And um, so it's really great to figure that out mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, I think it's important to have a mentor to join a team or a group or uh, take seminars, educate yourself, really find out who you are. You know, you come to the world, you express yourself, and you're not going to get everyone. I'm not a fit for everybody. I'm fit for people that I connect with, and I think that's why it's so beautiful, and that's why I tend to have uh, lasting relationships with my clients, long-term relationships, is because we connect on such a level. Um, so it, it's still a work in progress, uh, but I came into myself basically just knowing who I am, what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are as well. I made a list. I mean, I wrote a lot. I don't own a TV. I watch what I want to watch. I kind of just connect with what I want to connect with. And I connect with health, wellness, spirituality, empathy, um, and, um, You know, just really doing a great service for my clients. And I find that once I connect with clients and we build that trust, the trust is earned. The trust has to be there. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can talk about how to build trust. Um, So that's working for me. I take the more consultative approach to uh, dealing with my clients. I need to understand their needs, their wants. uh, If there is a issue or a problem arises, how do we handle it? So I'm more of a problem solver when it comes to any kind of issues. And something always comes up as as little as, I want to buy a house, but I don't know where. Okay, so let's break it down. What do you want? Which area? Schools? And you really need to know your client's needs. And basically, um, with the spirituality is that I find the wellness, eating healthy, being structured, uh, clear mind, um, having systems in place for, for real estate and in, in personal life as well is really important. Having a little bit of OCD in our business is actually a very good thing. Being structured and, and organized is great because otherwise the more busier you get, you need those, so you really depend on those systems and you need to have structure. At least I do. Everyone operates differently, but it's, it works for me. Obviously, everyone's different, different personalities and different needs. Yes, I can be uh, firm and aggressive, but in a, I would say very elegant way. Yeah. Uh, let's say dealing with, uh, dealing with investors. They're looking at the bottom line. How much money mm-hmm. can I get return on investment? What does it look like? They don't really buy emotionally like resale, residential, is mostly majority is emotional buy. You buy with your eyes. It's the feeling. You go after the feeling. And if you look at everything in life, it's all about the feeling, right? Yeah. I talk to people, I even my family, even you. How are you feeling today? Oh, I'm feeling amazing. And if you really dissect yourself and look at the way you feel, look at your life that day. Look at your day and say, okay, I'm feeling great. How is my day looking today? So it's really trial and error for me. It was um, dissecting myself and experimenting with myself and seeing, being aware of what's around me and what do I attract? How is my day? I mean, you can't, you know, control everything, but you can control how you react to things. You can control how you sleep. You know, do I, I need me personally, I need six, seven hours to operate properly. Yeah. Um, I gave up alcohol almost a year ago, and I didn't have a problem with it. But even one drink, I'm like, I'm not functioning properly. So let's mm-hmm. eliminate that and then see how I feel. So the way you feel translates to your clients. They they watch you. They see you. They trust you. They believe what you tell them. The yeah. knowledge that you have, they're depending on you. So you have to be come come out at the... Uh... Yeah. Carrie, I have to stop you. It's really echoing on my end.
0: Really? No, it's gonna be fine. Don't worry, it'll be fine. Oh. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, it stopped. Can we <laughs> resume? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I saying? I have
0: a question. So for the. You. Yes. Okay. So uh, you're like I said, you're you're one of the most calm and just holistic realtors that I know. What do you do? How do you deal with managing your anger and your emotions when things don't go as planned? Because I think that that's a very universal struggle for realtors, you know, and it's, it's one of the most important aspects of our business because we're so busy managing our clients' emotions that we need to be in control of ours. So what do you do? That's a great
1: question. And you're right. Every client has a different personality. They come from a different place. Their expectations are different and their perception is different. Um, I have I'm not always this calm, but I've learned again, going back to self-development and meditation. So I meditate every single day. I made it a point because the days that I don't, I feel a little bit off. It's not that I feel a lot off, but I feel a little bit off. So Hmm. my meditation can be anywhere from three minutes to 20 minutes. It depends on my day, my schedule, but that's why I like to get up early to get that in. Me time is so important. Me time is so important. Like you said, we're with clients all the time on the phone, running around, showing homes, talking to other agents, Hmm. doing offers. We're always on the go, which is great. I love that because I love being productive. I don't call it busy. I just call it productive. I find that's a little bit of a softer word. Um, and uh, the meditation helps. Absolutely. The um, really just putting yourself in your client's shoes. And I'll give you an example. I dealt with some um, very difficult sellers. Hmm. And looking at myself from 10 years ago, I probably would have handled it in a in a bad way, meaning I would have just said, you know what? We're not a good fit by, I, I can't do this.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, moving forward to today, because I, because that empathy comes into play and I think empathy in any kind of sales career is so important. You have to put yourself in the buyer, sellers, your client's shoes. Why is this happening? Hey, listen, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. If they're freaking out or they're not, Um, happy with something they're probably dealing with some stuff behind closed doors in their private life or their expectations are a little bit off right so again it's our um, duty and it's our um, uh, responsibility to guide our clients to give them options and not to fluff up the truth I don't believe in that I believe being transparent is key telling Mm -hmm. them exactly what's going on but in a nice way and not blaming them. You know, we, they, they project, we project sometimes as well, right? So I learned to really listen, really listen to people, what, not just to hear them, but really understand what they're saying. Uh, and again, coming to that, what I said earlier is the problem solver. Well, what's the issue? Okay, so you're not happy with this. Let's see what we can do. What are our options? How do we come to a mutual conclusion, mutual solution and understand it? So to keep calm <laughs> is working out for me is key as well releasing that old energy, mm-hmm. uh, moving your body, rejuvenating your cells. I don't like the the alcohol. Even just wondering, I just feel off the next day. So yeah. I cut that out. Eating healthy. What you put into your body, it's it comes out right. So taking care of your brain, taking care of your sleep, getting enough sunlight, uh, enough water, which I. Sh- I'm guilty of not drinking, but uh, always, there's always room for improvement. So I'm still learning a lot and I'm still kind of experimenting on myself, how I can feel even better and better each day. Uh, What do I need to do to to level up, right? So as when you level up, I find your life levels up, your business levels up, your relationships level up. So it starts with you. It really starts with you. And those are the things some people can do. You know, they can go out and uh, skydive, or they can do crazy things, and that's their form of meditation. Or reading a book is calming as well. Learning how to control your mind, and and control your mind, control your emotions. It's not always easy. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) It's not.
0: And And learning about human behavior. I feel like that's how we've remained friends for so long, and so close, is because We both have a mentality where we, we just want to continue to grow. Like I, I don't like being stagnant. When I achieve a goal, I want to see what else I can do. When I feel like just how you said, when I feel good, I want to see how I could feel better. And I feel like we're very aligned that way. And that's, that's probably why we're such close friends to be honest. Um, and, and that's the key, right? Um, yeah it's it can be tricky yeah. with working with sellers. Now, I know you said that in the past, you would have just dropped a seller that you didn't want to work with. Here's what I say. I say that I still do that, but the only time that I don't that I do that is when the the conflict is caused by a lack of trust. And I've been trying everything I can think of to gain that trust, but the trust isn't there. And I feel like that can be a deal breaker with getting any deal done. And it can be so detrimental to my energy to stay in a business relationship like that. And it happens to everybody. There's realtors that have been in this business for 30 years. And, you know, they come across a client that doesn't give them the full trust that they deserve, um, t- trust in their guidance, really not, not blind trust. We're not talking about blind trust here, but trust in the guide and their guidance. And we all find those clients and we all have experiences with them. And I just want to point out that it's okay to sever a relationship like that. Um, of course you want to try to do what you can to repair it, but you know, it's okay to walk away from that.
1: I completely 150% agree because yes. if you're obvious, like you said, find a solution, do everything you can, even just changing your words because everyone understands mm-hmm. words differently. Um, if, and I've had those situations where I don't want to say fire a client, but, but uh, let them go or suggest, listen, this is not, Obviously, we, we're butting heads, we're not aligned. Maybe you would feel better and do, um, you know, have that better experience with someone else. Here is yeah. a recommendation. I can recommend oh. these people to you. I think it's a great idea to do that. I have come across that and I'm sure I, I will, is, um, you know, not to sabotage the relationship because it's very easy. I believe in not sabotaging relationships. Again, you're coming up with a solution. Okay, we don't get along. No problem keep your cool and recommend someone else. Um, and sometimes it's the trust. You're right. It's trust a hundred percent. You have to trust that person. And there are different personalities or people think, you know, this is the way sometimes our clients tell us what to do. Right. And, mm-hmm. and Hey, listen, it's a, it's a mutual uh, relationship. I want to hear your feedback. Here's my feedback. Here's my opinion. Here's this. So I think in those cases, definitely if it's, if it's, If you can't see an end result or a solution to that problem, 100%, let it go and move on to something new. Because once you move on to something new, then doors open up even more. Because if you're stuck in that bad energy with the difficult, difficult client, or you can't find a resolution, it's just, it eats you up inside. It does. How do you feel? If you feel frustrated, you can't sleep. You're this, you're that. So, Best thing to do, put it aside. There's so much more business out there. Wow. There's tons of business out there. Even though there's, what, 70,000 real estate agents on tread, only 1% of us are actually doing business, great business, ethical, wow. professional business. So there is really no competition. Let that go. Let the bad seed go. Let the relationship that doesn't work out go. Open yourself up to more opportunities because opportunities are endless. Every day there's so many. Yeah. And uh, I, I agree with you, that's the best thing to do for your own sanity and for any, you know what, and for theirs as well.
0: Yeah, right? and I gotta tell you, Susanna, I just had an experience like this a year ago. And it was so bad, no matter what I did or what kind of data or proof I provided to back up my advice and explain what was going on in a very in like crazy market, in terms of like things were dropping out of control. Like, just when we thought we had a handle on the price, the prices dropped again, you know? And it was like we're one step behind all the time. Every time we would drop the price, we were behind because it took me literally hours and hours of talking and explaining to them what was happening, which I have no problem doing. But you know, I got treated by one of the owners very poorly. I was sworn at, I was yelled at, I was told that I didn't know how to do my job, all by somebody who quite honestly has never sold a home before, which is crazy. Um, And you know what? I I, it took me a long time to let that one go. And I believe it was because of ego. I didn't want to let it go because of my own ego. But when I did, let me tell you, it was like a black cloud was lifted off of me. And sometimes like instead of looking at it as a loss, you need to look at it as a win because now your emotions, your energy is open to allow other things that are actually aligning with you, the room to come in because if all of your energy is, is focused on this toxic environment, there's no room for anything better to come in. There's no room for it because it's everything's taken up and that might, that may sound like really I don't know, wacky to some of these people <laughs> listening. But I, like you, totally believe in energy and spirituality and wellness and holistic approach to everything. So
1: It's a really great point that you bring up, Carrie, is I always say to, to myself and to others around me that, yes, there are thousands of agents in the GTA. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at someone else and what they're doing, trying to copy them, or comparing yourself to others you you can't yes of course be aware what people are doing you pick up ideas or you collaborate I believe in that teamwork collaboration is wonderful but if you're looking at someone else and giving your energy to that person or those people you lose track of like you said yourself where you want to go what your goals are because you're concentrating on someone else yeah stop doing that Stop doing that don't Like honestly, do not look at what other people are doing. Don't copy them. Do your own thing. Your own thing will come because Mm -hmm. if you're giving your energy to those people, they have your energy. They control you. How are you supposed to be creative and, you know, provide a service where you don't even know who you are and you're, you're concentrating on other people. So that's a really great point that you brought up is that let that go. Do your thing, you know, believe in yourself. You have to believe in yourself, and I know it's just such a vague thing to do, but really, the self-talk <laughs> comes into play. Believing in yourself, and even just you know, what start lying to yourself, lie to yourself, right? And and keep going and going. Yeah, you know what? It's it's uh, you start to believe. You know, when you say bad things to yourself, you start to believe them. Yeah. Well, why not change that and start telling yourself good things? You're gonna start to believe them. Yeah. That's, it's exactly the same thing. People that have negative self-talk, they become that. So change it. It's not easy. And it's foolish. Look in the mirror and start talking to yourself how great you are. <laughs> Eventually, you're going to start to believe it. And I know, again, this might sound like it's some crazy woman talking. What is she? But I'm telling you, it's, you know,
0: it's, know. it's true. It is. It it's is. True. The
1: self-confidence. You know, when I was younger, especially coming into the business, my first year, I made $18,000. I was like, this business is terrible. This is horrible. (laughs) So it comes to, and I wanted to give up, right? They say, I don't know what the statistics are, but the first two years, what is it? 80, 90% of agents leave for that reason. I mean, it's not easy, right? And people that that you've talked to, I I look at your podcast the other podcasts of real estate agents and clients and, or sorry, colleagues. You know, everyone's like, it is not as glamorous as people make it look to be. And yeah. it can be, but you also have to, again, structure and create that life for yourself. Give up the things that weigh you down. Give up the clients that you don't align with. And don't be afraid that you're not going to get more clients. You will. Yeah. You know, give that stuff up. Give up the bad vices and the things that are making you feel bad. There's going to be a transition. You're going to be in a in a kind of transitionary state where it doesn't feel good. Once you pass that, then and I'm not saying everything's going to be amazing. It's it's to sustain it, right? Yeah. So the big biggest thing, even in real estate, going back to real estate and um, you know structure is to have uh, consistency. Consistency is key in our business. Do the follow-ups uh, consistently. Check your brain. Check your mind. What are you telling yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, track your leads. consistency is is huge in our business.
0: Yeah. Can we talk about what a lot of agents are not talking about? Um, It's different for teams because teams are structured differently. And um, I feel like they don't see or experience a lot of this. But for solo agents, uh, a lot of us don't talk about it. But, you know, this business has its ups and downs. Um, you know, one month you can make enough money most that most people make an entire year and then you could do nothing for a couple of months. Um, because you're a solo agent, you're, and this is a hundred percent commission business and, you know, job, you are in charge of how much money you make. So it can be highly stressful. And I feel like agents don't, talk about this openly enough. Um, I've always been in charge of how much money I'm making no matter what industry I have worked in in my life. Um, real estate is the hardest because the payout is literally months and months and months away. So it's, it's very stressful and not all of us can be on every day of the year. And the business that we are um, prospecting and what we're working on today is going to feed us six months from now. So if I'm not feeling great and I want to take some time off as a solo agent, I could not have some sales six months down the road. And it's just very roller coaster for solo agents. And I just want, like, do you experience that? Because I feel like every solo agent experiences that but nobody talks about it. And then everybody feels like they're so alone and I'm the worst agent. (laughs) Like, like you're not alone. This is my whole point to this. What do you think, Susanna?
1: Well, I've been there. I can relate. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you're speaking the truth. I I definitely connect with that is, um, again, it's the systems that you put in. What do you do every single day? Right. So, Let's say nine to five job, you know, you're going into the office, you're doing X amount of work, you leave at this time, these are the things that need to be done.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I have my, Should my office, I have everything lined up. And I wasn't like this. And that's why I didn't have consistent business. That's why I didn't have consistent mm-hmm. pipeline is because I was not consistent with the things that I need to do. Also, you have to pivot, right? Let's say COVID. COVID happened two weeks the first two weeks of COVID, we're like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We're done. Yeah. We can't show homes. So in situations, look at what's going on with the economy, how people are responding, feedback, how many sales. And really, you have to know the market, you know, door knock and all the things that we stop doing because either we're too busy or we're lazy or we think it doesn't work. Again, mindset, it's what you tell yourself, right? So the biggest thing is always have something. I know sometimes so you don't feel like doing anything and we're like, when is our next paycheck yeah. coming in? But the consistency, it creates, again, energy. It creates momentum. Yeah. You might not get paid for a month or two months, but, you know, keep consistent because it will come. Instead of getting three checks or four checks in one month, you're going to get 10 or 20 checks in one month. So it kind of levels out. And it's so... It's unpredictable and could be frustrating, but you need to find a system. You need to find a system that mm-hmm. works and and do daily activities that contribute to to um, having a consistency in your business, consistent yeah. payouts. So yeah. things that work: um, door knocking, cold calling. Um, you know, I took buffini. Buffini was great. Some stuff I do, some stuff I don't, because it doesn't align with me. But just really feel the clients out. What do they need? What is the market in need of? Yeah. And connect with people the more it's relationship-based. The more relationships, the more people you know, the better. Even yeah. if you're an introvert, you still succeed in real estate, is because you can do things online or you can post stats, you can connect with people in different ways, go to seminars, take courses. Always, always, like you said, always grow. This is, this is what our business is. We grow, our business grows. We don't grow, our business doesn't grow.
0: Yeah. I've always said this.
1: I've
0: always said this. I don't believe this business is for part time realtors. I believe that you, to be a good realtor, you have to live and breathe Real estate. I ask um some of the students that I coach, uh, have you ever stumbled across and been out in public and met a top producer and didn't know that they were a top producer? No. Never. Do you think I accidentally like Run into Rob Golfe on the street, never met him before, and he's not going to introduce himself, tell me exactly what he does for a living, and talk about the market. There is no chance. So I don't, I don't personally, I don't think there's room in this business for part-time agents. What do you think about that?
1: And I, I, you know what, I understand people get into the business part-time. Um, you know, let's say one of my friends, she's been a mother forever. She was at home raising mm-hmm. her kids. That's a full-time job. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's more than a job. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? I just get out of the house and I want to do this part-time for my friends and family. Um, I understand those situations, yeah. but our business is very ethical. You need to be ethical. You need to know the laws of real estate you need yeah. to know exactly how to guide your client this is the, someone's someone's most of people's biggest yes. biggest uh, purchase
0: exactly so you
1: need to guide them with yeah. professionalism ethical and you need to know the laws you need to know the rules and regulations you can't just blur stuff out and because they believe you
0: and Minds it's not believe. just they trust that you at too point. Yeah. It's not just that. They need to be active in the market every day, right? Like if you're not active boots on the ground in the market every single day, and like, let's say right now your mother wants to buy a house in Niagara, but you're a part-time agent, so you're not boots on the ground every day. You're still living in the two months ago where everybody was getting a hundred thousand dollars under uh, under asking and you know there were a lot of deals to be had. Only agents on the ground right now now know in Niagara that we are literally on the cusp of breaking out of that. So as a, your mom's buyer agent, You are actually hindering her from getting a property because you're going to be trying to go in and negotiate for a deal, not knowing that that this is not the market for that. Because how would you know you're a part time agent? And this is one of the big reasons I don't agree with part time agents. I don't there's no need for them in this business and I don't think there's any room for them in this business.
1: You know what? It's when you do something 100, 150 mm-hmm. percent. You're doing it 100 and 150 percent. You're doing misjustice to your clients and to yourself, is because you you can't know. You have to be absorbed, like you say. You have to eat it. You have to breathe it. You have to live it. Yeah. You know. So that's you're right. You have to be in that field. You want to be an expert, yeah. right? And you should be an expert. And people can feel that it's uh it's not long lasting. I think being part time is is you can do one or two deals, maybe for family, but it's not going to skyrocket your business because people can tell. Nobody wants to work with someone that's mediocre, that doesn't know their stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, 100%. It's, it's, when you're in it, you're breathing it. And again, like you said, you know exactly what's going on. You can even predict things that are going to happen. Again, having that knowledge to that you guide your clients accordingly is uh, is huge. It's everything.
0: Yeah, or even listing your parents' home. Um, and, and, you know, you're on the cusp of a changing market, but as a, a part-time agent, you don't know that. And you take the first offer under asking, whereas if you would have waited three days, you would have gone into multiples. Now you've cost your family tens of thousands of dollars. So, okay. Let's money on the Yeah, Yeah. let's shift the the conversation a little bit to luxury, because every time I, you know, talk to agents, um, everyone wants to know how do I shift from the market I'm in to a luxury market? How do I get the luxury business? I have my own theory on that. But Susanna, you do a lot of luxury listings and purchases. So I like to get your take.
1: So we've had an abnormal market in the past few years, and um, uh, I think people are looking forward to some normalcy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think we've hit that now that uh, the Bank of Canada has held the interest rate at 4.5 percent, which mm-hmm. is great, and I think that's what we will be. Um, we're predicting that it's going to stay like that for the remainder of the year, which is great news. Mm-hmm. Um, so going to luxury is. Um, it's a transition. It's a transition. And I find that again you have to level up. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's different, uh different type of wire. Yeah. Uh you're dealing with different numbers, you're dealing with different product, different materials. So I think educating yourself first <clears throat> it's like a foundation. You need to have a foundation. You wanna build a house, it has to stand on something. You gotta stand on something to go up. So the education is key. Go to events, go to seminars, educate yourself about new materials. What isn't actually a luxury material? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What's used in these homes? Go to open houses. Mm -hmm. Do open houses for agents that have luxury listings so you can get the conversation started with the people coming in. It's all about just expanding, right? Expanding who you are, expanding your knowledge. Mm-hmm. And once you get there, slowly you're going to start attracting again. Um, I think it's I think that's where it kind of starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you get to that level is by feeling good, you know, dress up. It doesn't mean you have to buy expensive clothes and buy expensive cars and, you know, hang out in five-star restaurants. You don't. But again, try to look nice if you can, uh, feel good, go to places where, go to places where you will bump into people that, that are in that segment, Mm -hmm. right? So go to events, talk about real estate, ask questions, uh, but you need to know exactly what you're talking
0: about. You need to
1: know, you gotta, you gotta know your stuff. You gotta know the numbers, the stats, uh, you know, locations, where what schools where are the private schools what type of home is sitting in this part of uh, west toronto or mississauga or oakville and uh you know what are the builders building what's in what's what are the trends
0: yeah. um
1: i think it's just knowledge it's it's beginning to if you're starting to tap into it or you want to tap into it is be aware watch youtube videos there's so many beautiful home tours you can learn exactly how to talk to people how to the things that you say the the things that you ask the questions that you ask so it's knowledge it's uh it's again believing in yourself Mm -hmm. having the confidence that you can do it and how do you gain confidence is by leveling up and it's by um getting the knowledge of the market and the product
0: yeah and then I would think after they have the knowledge and they're comfortable I would advise them to do their prospecting geared toward luxury right like if you want to do luxury listings why are you door knocking in a half a million dollar area right so that's a big part of it um i had a conversation with a luxury agent from san francisco and um i asked him the difference you know like. Do I have to level, do we have to level up our marketing? And he said something really interesting. He said, I do lower because he has a huge team. He said, I also do a lot of lower end inventory. And the secret is that your level of service should be luxury across the board, no matter what the price point is. And that really resonated with me. I love that advice and I've, I've applied it to my own business.
1: Amazing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So true. 100%. Don't be afraid to spend money. Yes. Don't be afraid to spend money in your business because it comes back. Don't cheap out, do the beautiful brochures, you know, get the staging done, uh, work with your clients. So, Did you make suggestions? I mean, Uh, I don't know Facebook ads or Instagram ads spend money on that get the landing pages Uh, get yourself out there do really nice like you said it's it's the same level of luxury um, product or service that you're providing when it comes to let's say I do leases for my investor clients okay Mm -hmm. a lease is a lease there's nothing to properties vacant let's say it's a small condo there's not much to see and even my clients say you know just use your phone it's fine I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. I can't use my phone for photos. I just can't. Yeah. Oh, it's totally fine. Don't worry about it. It's such a hot market. It's gonna go in one day. I'm like, no. This is a rep- representation of who you are. Yes. Representation of your client, and also, again, speaking what we were saying that is that the same level of service. Yeah. You know, I will get my photographer in there to do these beautiful photos. It makes me feel good. The Property is presented very well. Mm -hmm. It's clean. It's crisp, beautiful professional photos. And you can tell (laughs) a photo from an iPhone from and professionally done. So I agree with that. Spend the money. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid. It'll come back to you. It will come back to you. So yeah, a hundred percent
0: on that note, everyone equally on that note, Susanna, I'm going to do something I've never done before on here. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up, I posted a, um, a, a clip from one of my last podcasts about, um, it was Rob Golfie and he was talking about, uh, those people who listed with Comfree and all these discount brokerages and all these, with all these discounted commissions and how they, you know, didn't get they left money on the table. That's the whole theme of that video. And on TikTok, I posted it, and I got a lot of fucking comments. So I want to go through here with you, and I'm gonna read you some comments, okay? And we're gonna respond together to them, okay?
1: Okay, good. I'm excited.
0: <laughs> this will be good. This will be good. Let me. I saw that. Now.
1: I saw that podcast with Rob. It was great.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's start here. I posted, stop trying to negotiate your Realtor's commission and worry about choosing an agent who can get you the most money for your house. Uh Stop leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table. What level of service does your Realtor provide? You get what you paid for. That's why I, I just decided on a whim to do this because we were just talking about proper agents um, with great brands who are fantastic at their job, put a lot of money into the into our listings. And um, I get a well, first response here: it is three percent on a seven hundred thousand dollar home or higher is enough. And I said, not if you want top quality service. And he said, no disrespect, but you list, show, hold an open house, and handle documents between two parties. The notary, bank, and home inspector do the rest. Wow! How would you respond to that?
1: How I would respond to it is, it's not only about what we see, it's what we don't see. It's Mm -hmm. the strength of the agent. And that's where the value lies. I think it's in the negotiations. Again, like you said, a lot of money is left on the table when people list with discount brokerages mm-hmm. because these agents, this is not, the business is not their baby. It's not. Yeah. This is my, our real estate business, me and you, it's like our baby. We have to feed it. How do we feed it? Mm-hmm. By becoming better, by becoming better ourselves and for our clients.
0: Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Um, I would say it's what's going on behind closed doors. And once you propose that, once you give a proposal or a listing presentation to your client, they will see the value. Yeah. So why are these guys going with one percent, two percent? Is because they don't see the value in the agent. You need to know your value, and you also have to have value, and yeah. you have to provide value to your client. And, and an, negotiations are key when it comes to this.
0: Yeah. An agent that values agent their business and their brand is only going to create and put money into marketing material that reflects the quality of their brand. So in, when you think of that, okay, so we're putting sometimes thousands of dollars into our listings because we care. About our brand and and what quality of service we provide and what I said back to him was you know what I have a listing up right now I had three offers last week we turned they were all under asking we turned down all three offers and now we're getting $25,000 more than they would have gotten last week what an agent that charges 3% and doesn't care to put beautiful marketing into their um, brand and their product care how much money they're getting you for your home? We would. The people who are putting money into their business and their brand know that their selling price also reflects the quality of service that they provide. So there's no way. That- that's my opinion. Yeah, he's just, I, I just get, I get a lot That's of calls. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know, what? It's, it's true. And uh, again, it's a reflection of what you believe and how you, again, see the property. Because if you're a part-time agent or a one mm-hmm. discount agent, you really don't care. I think those guys are just all about the money. Let me get my commission and move on. There's no relationship uh, built. Yeah. There is no, um, like you said, caring for for the property, for the tenant, and really their image is is not important to them, mm-hmm. right? So it's a whole bunch of things. Uh, I could go on and on about this, but. It's, it's really having standards and respect for yourself, for your clients, for the property and your reputation. And again, for valuing yourself and your business. That's yeah. so all comes to that. It's how you express yourself, how you um, show yourself to others. It's important. Image is important.
0: Okay, how about this comment? Ready for this one? The houses all sell themselves. You do not need a realtor if you have a beautiful, newer house, period. Paperwork is easy. Give it to a lawyer, done.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm, like, I'm totally speechless about that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I think, you know what, Um, there are, there's so many things that we do, a great agent is, is coming up with new ideas, creativity, yeah. um, you know, uh, justifying the price, knowing your product. And this yeah. is why we get more money for our sellers is because we know the product. We believe in it. Yeah. And um, we care about it. Yeah. Right. So, no, it doesn't sell itself. I wish. But I don't wish, actually, because it's fun. You know, our, our business is fun. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's not that easy it really isn't so you have to know the the personalities of the buyers and the sellers you know people come in under ask again like you said yeah. what do i do in this situation how do i handle it that takes skill you have to have skill for that you yeah. gotta educate yourself and and know exactly how to handle lowball offers how to yeah. handle um unpleasant agents and there's you know there's all kinds of things that we need to know about human behavior and about how to st- properly structure the deal so yeah. just saying these things there it's there's so much depth into each deal yeah. a, into each transaction that um it looks like again our first first conversation when we began this podcast was that it is not all glamorous it seems like it really is yeah. yes houses sell themselves in hours sometimes but what's behind closed doors What's yeah. happening the week, two weeks before we even list that house.
0: Exactly.
1: So it's work.
0: Exactly. Right?
1: We don't just, you know, in an hour we get the commission, yay, party time. No. What did we do before? What happened? What type of conversations did we have? How do we come up with the price that is actually going to sell the house yeah. in that short period of time? It's yeah. pricing. It's strategies. Yeah.
0: And, and you can't so, just respond to an offer by saying, no, I want more money. You need, you need a realtor that can literally explain why this home is worth the money compared to this, compared to that. Like you need education to be able to negotiate. Like that just doesn't fly. That's you know? Funny. No, I just want. I, I, no, I want more money. This is this is my counter because that's what I want.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So you
1: know what those comments. Those comments are funny and, uh, you know, people that express comments like that mm-hmm. really need to, they haven't worked with a professional, I think. That's why they have no idea. Yeah. Uh, Just like, let's say someone talks to me about, I don't know, IT, IT or programming. I have no clue, right? Yeah. So I can say, it looks pretty easy. What's there to it? Until you go to the depths of it, then you really know what's yes. there to it. So Having knowledge, being an expert in that field is, uh, it's, it's not, it doesn't just happen overnight like that. It's years and years of knowledge, experience. Um, and you know, they say, wow, you're so lucky. Your business is so great. It just, I just didn't wake up one day and have this amazing business. That's years and years and years Mm -hmm. of training and, and working on myself and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to figure out what works, what doesn't and finding your niche and, and becoming better and better. Yeah. So education is key. Seminars, events, talking to other agents, uh, just educating yourself and and knowing what works. Human behavior, negotiations are really just human behavior. How to? It's not manipulating someone. It's really understanding uh, what the other person wants and expressing the uh, the needs of the other party. Yeah. So there's. It's a it's a very elegant uh, elegant subject. I think it's a it's a nice. Um, a game that we play when it's done right mm-hmm. and that's how we see results
0: yeah now let's end off this podcast uh by you telling me what is happening in your market area right now like what are you seeing because you're one of my best friends you are my best friend I talk to you every day so I know how busy you are I know that you're on the ground running around doing showings listing homes so What's happening in your area? So what areas exactly and what's going on? What are you seeing? So I specialize
1: in the west of Toronto, in Etobicoke. Mm-hmm. Etobicoke, Mississauga, Oakville, all the way to Burlington through COVID. Some of my clients have spread out from, the, from, mm-hmm. the, from my area. So obviously I, I go where they go. Uh, what's happening in the GTA, in the Greater Toronto Market, is that uh, we, multiple offers are back. <laughs> it's crazy it's just like this it switched uh no. in like a week so we're seeing properties detached homes um anything under i would say 1.7 1.8 we are seeing multiple offers mm-hmm. uh anything under 1.5 we're seeing like 20 30 offers oh, on one wow. property it's unbelievable because of the interest rates, um, the Bank of Canada held interest rates, so more buyers are coming to the market. Yeah, There is a little bit more stability in the market now as well. Uh, we are still in low inventory, mm-hmm. but we are seeing more product come to market. So if you are a buyer, you like something, jump on it, do your due diligence, get pre-approved, do the pre-inspections if you can. Um, so that's one segment. Condos, pre-construction. They're they're moving still, but not as uh, not as much as I would say the detached the townhouses and the semis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're, I'm thinking that the, the prices will bottom out in the summer, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think it's going to be a little bit of a stable stable market. But uh, it really just depends which uh, which segment you're in. Yeah. So condos are. Okay, they're moving, but not as fast. Yeah. And anything like I said under the three million mark is moving pretty quickly. And when it comes to the luxury market, anything over four million, we're seeing uh, we're seeing still some deals to be had. Some of the buyers they don't need the mortgages, so they don't really care about the interest hikes yeah. uh, that happened earlier this year. So they were coming. The, more buyers coming into the market because they had they were cash buyers. So they were scooping up some really good deals. Yeah, and uh, the ones that need the mortgage, we're obviously still negotiating and, and you know trying to get the best price for them. But again, inventory is low, and um, and the buyers are coming out, so they're feeling more confident mm-hmm. in the market, and uh, I think that uh, it's nice to have stability in the market now. Yeah. Uh, so for sellers, it's a great time to sell. Um, it doesn't matter which price range you're in. I think uh, it's a healthy market because we have a low inventory still that, um, you know, I think the sellers are doing quite well.
0: Yeah, that's great. It's it's such a positive atmosphere right now in real estate. Um, I was talking to Conrad Zerini, and he said this is the same. Anytime any big shift happens in the market, it takes a good nine six to nine months. For, for the consumer to wrap their head around it and he's so right because you know in terms of Hamilton you know we were looking it's been nine months to from when it things dropped and everything was devastated to um buyers coming back to the market everybody just needs time to process right um the interest yeah. rates haven't changed yeah. they haven't gone up but they haven't changed they're still a, the same if not higher than when things were bad. Right. So, um, yeah, they just, people just need time uh, to process and, and get used to the current atmosphere, which is great. And everybody's there. People are back, you know, um,
1: yeah, Yeah. people have adopted to what's going on. They understand the market, even sellers they are not, you know, overpricing the properties or Mm -hmm. expecting to have a certain amount that's, um, not um, reflecting the market value of, of the home. So I think you're right. People are on that, uh, on the same page now that they're like, okay, this is what's happening and we can't expect, you know, crazy mm-hmm. prices anymore. And um, we're used to what's going on. So don't listen to the media. The media is just all over the place. I and I think that's a confusing oh, God, it. it really does.
0: Again, going
1: back to um, having an expert and, and a realtor that knows their stuff is, is listen to your realtor. Yeah. Listen to the local realtor if you're buying in Hamilton. I'm, I don't know the Hamilton market, so I refer my clients to you because you're the expert in Hamilton and yeah. the Niagara region. And Same I don't know what's going for about. Toronto. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Same so for I'm Toronto because I couldn't so I even would... imagine living there, <laughs> not living there, not working there. I don't know how you do it, honestly. Toronto market like literally freaks me out and the condo market too in Toronto. I don't know. I just, why does it freak you out? You know why? Because I know my areas. If I don't know everything in that neighborhood, I am not comfortable and you can't know everything. Yes,
1: exactly. Exactly. You should not be, uh, guiding clients and telling them I can do this job yeah uh, it's nice to partner up with someone collaborate if you want to learn let's mm-hmm. say you have a listing there and it's not too far off it's always nice to collaborate with someone that knows the market that can provide that service for the clients again you want to have that level of service um, um, you
0: know, okay so what's not right so so what's your goal for the end of the year I'm making you say it out loud on this podcast so that you can manifest <laughs> this shit. Tell me where you yes. want to be at the end of the year. What's your goal? Uh,
1: my goal in real estate for yeah. for sales or
0: yeah. End of the year, yeah. where do you want to be?
1: So I have some things that I'm working on right now. Again, it's it's t- it's taking some time, mm-hmm. and I really have to do my research on a demographic study. I love um, custom homes. I love mm-hmm. the process of finding land for my clients and going through the process with them, going to the city for permits and scoping up a builder. If it's a builder client, then just working together with them on the product. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm headed is uh, is um, I have a, a development coming up, which I'm really happy about. I can't talk about it just yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where my focus is. So I just want to see a piece of land, beautiful piece of land. All of a sudden, you have this magic pop up, and you're providing um, housing for people and and uh, creating a community. And uh, I, you know, it's for me. It's connecting with projects uh, of this kind that are close to water, mm-hmm. uh, green space, amenities, uh, easy getting, getting in and out, and it's uh, it's for wellness, peace of mind, and a, a beautiful place to be so i don't take on all projects that i have to connect with them and this is one that that i really resonated with and connected with so i'll be posted yes um, i can't speak about it too that's much okay. it's a uh, it's uh, really exciting so that's where i'm headed this year it, it's a big development and uh, hopefully once i know more information or i can i can talk about it then uh we can chat somewhere so i would love to share some um ideas with you and uh and with
0: your audience as well awesome Susanna that are looking yeah I love having you on I hate that it took me two months to get you on here but now that you've come on I'm expecting you to join me more often and um obviously (laughs) you're like my sister there's nobody I would rather talk to uh on this podcast and thank you so much for coming on
1: Thank you for having me. It was really nice to chat. It's uh, it's always nice to catch up and dive, you know, we didn't really dive deep into into it, but let's save that for the next one. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited about coming on again and chatting with you. And I love your guests. I I follow your podcast. I listen to them, and they're so um, informative. I learn a lot. Mm-hmm. We have some great people on, so it's been a pleasure, and I'm honored to to. Uh, Chat with you. Thank mm-hmm. you so much, mm-hmm. Carrie. All the very best.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to everything they never told you about real estate. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. To connect with Carrie or for more information about her coaching program, check out carriesove.ca or at carriesove and associates on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time.